Good morning, and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. Now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Oh, a very good morning to you and a big thank you for Mark Holland filling in last week here on Leading Edge Medicine. Had some time with my family at the beach and it was hot. Cannon Beach, Oregon is usually, you know, you're lucky to get a few sunny days. We had sunny and hot. Wow. Like the sand the first two days. Actually, you had to have shoes on because it was going to burn your feet. So. Because every time I've ever been to Cannon Beach, I needed a parka. <laughs> yeah. A parka or yeah. in a, a wind. It's cloudy and misty. <laughs> it usually is so when we get sunny days we're like whoa what's this so okay. um, yeah so that's what uh I oh, we had a wonderful week though during the week it was yes. in the 70s every oh, day and so perfect now if we can just put out those fires oh, over on the other side of the state yeah this weekend hazy. yeah or, or get weekend the wind to blow it on over to you know new york or someplace <laughs> there you go yeah i don't have any issues going on over there oh wait yeah well we'll just <laughs> add to the smoke they already have that's right oh uh, so uh for for folks listening going yeah what do i do can i go outside do i you know what does it mean when the the smoke is a uh, very hazardous air quality well with hazardous air quality basically you know you're supposed to stop breathing for a week or two till <laughs> oh, it okay yeah and, and and wear a mask uh, yeah and wear a mask and wear masks so <laughs> well, yeah they put the mask on you in the coffin um no i, <sighs> I mean i go outside i i don't run hard in in this weather ah, i jogged okay. a little bit this morning but you know, I just not the running hard. I'm thing. incapable of not do, at least doing a little job. Yeah, you got to be outside. <laughs> I thought I thought I was invincible yesterday. My husband and I went on a date and had lunch, and then we went to the sunflower farm right by our house, which was closing because of the smoke, and none of the employees could work there because I live a little north. And uh, but she goes, "Oh yeah, go enjoy the sunflowers." I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're fine, we're fine." So we did the long walk down there, and long walk back, and on the way back, I'm like, "Whoa, my eyes are burning," and uh, it's like, "Okay, I, I get this now." Went inside and, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So nothing to laugh at. So just be no, no, be cautious, no. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean it would be nice if we all could afford, you know, HEPA filters on yes. on the you know the cooling systems in our houses and mm-hmm. just run the fans and let the filters take everything out. Um, and the filters in our house is pretty good, but it's okay. you know it's still uh, I can smell the darn smoke. Yes. It makes for a pretty sunrise, though, this morning. Woo! Almost took a picture as I was driving, but I decided I better not. It was big, big old orange sun with yeah. orange and, and, and pink colors. It's always a bad trees. sun. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's bad. But, boy, is it pretty. Mm-hmm. So there's the Pollyanna in that. So, All right, so Dr. Mixon in the studio today. We also have our Dr. Ken Pentland here. We like to say you're the, the gut buster specialist. <laughs> the Well, kind of the gut 
specialist, not not. He's gut our gut master. guy. Yeah, the gut okay. guy yep. uh, that has all things GI and 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 bowel and all of those things that we hear about. And what can we do? And I know you've got some special things we're going to to address. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about gut health today. Okay, gut health, which is important. And don't wait until your gut's giving you problems. Maybe preventative stuff would be good. Yes. Yes. Okay. Before we jump in with Dr. Mixon and see what's happening this week in medical, uh, let's give you the phone number so you can be one of the first ones on the line making a call with your question. Okay, don't wait until the very end. We want to get your question in and be able to get you talking to the doctors, whatever that is about your health, uh, perhaps aging, age-related health, a recent diagnosis, whatever it is. We'd love to talk with you, Dr. Mixon and Dr. Pentland here. And this is the phone number, 800 465 8770. You got that? 800 465 8770. Those phone lines are open for you. And while we're waiting for our first caller, Dr. Mixon, why don't you tell us what's going on this uh, this week? Anything new and exciting? Uh, no, not all that new and exciting. <laughs> Which is actually kind of a good thing. Which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are being told that there is a highly mutated version of COVID around. Um, wow. And so we're all supposed to think about getting our masks on and shutting down and living in the basement. Oh. Uh, and I think that's more related to the fact that we have an election coming up. Oh. They don't want people actually out doing stuff. No. Um, but thus far, yes, it is a continued mutations. And okay. as generally happens with new viruses in the human species. And has happened for years and decades and, and millions, of years. <laughs> millions of years. It um, It is you know, less and less lethal. It's more and more of a minor respiratory illness for most of us, at least in the acute phase. Now, we are learning more and more about some of the genetic changes and some of the, you know, the long-term effects of COVID infections. Uh, But, you know, there's not a whole lot we can do about those. It it is now in the human species. It's going to be circulating just like it's, its brother viruses have been for thousands and thousands of years. We will adjust it. It will adjust to us. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of nihilistic about getting excited. The um, September is coming soon. Next, yes. Next Saturday will be the Woo-hoo! second, I think. Yes. And so next month, September, is the month you ought to consider getting your flu shot. Okay. You know, and I plan to get my flu shot. I don't plan to get a COVID booster. Okay. At least unless, you know, the data starts showing that it is killing people in my age group. Uh, and data from the medical community, not medical the politicians that say, I said, oh. No, no. I, I said data, not propaganda. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, you There's did. Okay. <laughs> yes, if I is. want propaganda, I listen to politicians. Mm-hmm. If I want data, I read medical journals. There you go. Yes. So. Very good. All right. Ah, good to know. Okay, doctors, are you ready? We got our first call. Why not? All right. And this one is from the very warm, heated state of Texas. We have Tim. It's not warm. It's (laughs) It's hot. Hellishly hot. (laughs) Hi there, Tim. How's your weather in Texas? Hi. Well, it's hot, as you know. But, you know, there's an unexpected uh, benefit of it, which I haven't heard you mention. Oh. Uh, It it helps with weight loss. Well, it does. It's true. Most yeah. people, when they're you know, really they're hot, so- they lose their appetite. That's right. Least and right. they sweat off yeah. a bunch so- of pounds. <laughs> yeah, but that's just water. Right. That's so true. Not, yeah, the, the large load 
of lasagna is just not appetizing. (laughs) No. Yeah, give me a salad and an iced tea, please. That's right. No, you're right. I I got friends Uh down in Texas that I talk to several times a week, and, you know, they're... We're, we're chatting about our exercise programs, and you know they're just not able to get out. It's 105, 107 degrees. No yeah. way on hell they can run or ride their bicycles or play ball. So yeah, right. My, con- so, anyway. my condolences, my friend. There you go. Stay hot <laughs> or stay cool. Stay yeah, cool. No, it's it, it, it's okay. But uh, uh, first, I'd like to wish happy birthday to Dr. Mixon. Well, thank Yay. you. Yay! Undy uh, is my 76th birthday. Uh, 76 for Dr. Mixon. Yeah, and I I was first Dr. Mixon's patient in uh, 2001. Oh, and, it's uh, been a while. I can, I can, I can confirm that um, uh, he's in a lot better shape now. And it, 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 yep. it helps to have a role model in this, you know. As, <laughs> as the venture capitalists say, you've got to eat your own dog food. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, if, if if the doctor doesn't look the part, it's kind of like being being served by a thin chef, right? You got it. Like, yeah, <laughs> something doesn't. doesn't look something's right. not right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so, uh, I'll tell you, I've I've been pushing a little bit harder this week. So let me let me give you a report on Jerry's exercise. I have yeah. averaged two hundred and fifty push-ups per day this week. And is wow. that down from your normal, or is that your no, 150 I'm, I'm per day? Oh, he's doing it inside. Yes. Yeah, I do 50 in the morning when I shave, and then I do 50 uh, four more times during the day. Two in the morning before lunch, and two sets of 50 in the afternoon. That sounds lunch. ambitious. I think so. Well, that could explain his little nick on his chin there when you're doing the push-ups while shaving. So, yeah. So, it's, yeah. So, it's, but you're right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing much better now than I did at 50. Mm. So, very good. Well, Tim, yeah, you had a question. Uh, well, I, I, I've got a long list of questions that have been sticking <laughs> in my craw for years. I think we probably only have time for a couple really? of them right now. And well, uh, so I'll start out with Let's the, get started. The, what do you need? The, the easy ones. Um, I haven't heard you mention distilled water lately. Um, uh, I've... Uh, I've been using a distiller for years, mm-hmm. and it, it, it makes sense to me. But you know, yeah. every, every other person I read uh, is reverse osmosis, and why uh, they don't mention distilled water at all. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I'm wondering what you're thinking about that. Is. Well, reverse osmosis, if you've got a really good filter, works pretty darn well. Um, you know, both of them get rid of the the halides and the the uh, uh, sterilization byproducts from the chlorine that the the water plants have to put in so i would i would use either one rather than neither um, you know i have used a distiller for years and years and years just because the technology is simple and the device is is easy but we've also got filters on our taps too so you know i'm i'm not obsessive about either one the biggest uh, thing people need to recognize is that your your tap water tastes kind of yucky because of the, the minerals that are in it. Water is an incredibly potent solvent. And as that water runs through the ground, it is dissolving rock and soil and metals and everything else. And that's what's giving it its flavor smell <laughs> it's odor. earthy flavor yeah, yeah. Mm. and if your soil has a lot of say arsenic in it 
which much of the southwest and, as it turns out, the Puget Sound area has a fair bit of arsenic in our in our ground, you're drinking dilute arsenic solutions or cadmium or, you know, iron or anything else that happens to be in the dirt. And so unless you know you've got a really healthy mixture of dirt in your area, uh, either filtering out those heavy metals and filtering out the the sterilization byproducts, I think, is important. And let me, for those that we haven't talked about this for a while, let me describe the sterilization byproducts. You know, here in Puget Sound area, we don't get much well water. We get mostly reservoir water. It, you know, the snow falls in the mountains, and as it melts, it runs down, and it picks up, you know, the decaying leaves and the dead animals and the bear poop and everything else. It runs down into our reservoirs. They filter it through sand to start with to take out the big stuff. But the bacteria, the amoebas, the, the single-celled organisms are still in it. So then they treat it with chlorine. Now, the chlorine kills all that stuff. It rips it to pieces, uh, just you know, destroys it. But it doesn't vanish into the, magically into the ether. The, the ripped-up proteins from all of these dead critters and all this organic material is still there. Ah. And those are the sterilization byproducts. And it turns out that when chlorine destroys proteins and tears them to pieces, there's a fair number of carcinogenic compounds, that is cancer-causing compounds, that are produced. Now, either the proper filters or or uh, distillation will get rid of those. Okay, you in the distillation, they're volatile, so you kick them off into the air. So don't stand over your distiller and breathe it deeply. Uh, and in the filter, you pick it up in the filter. As long as you change your filter very frequently, you're, you do okay. Um, the reason that the health departments around the world have decided to use the chlorine, even though we know it does put some carcinogens into the water supply, is that... Before we treated it, we had millions of deaths worldwide from contaminated water. Mm, And uh, in the Seattle area, we probably cause half a dozen cancers a year because of the water. But the question is, do you want to give half a dozen people cancer or risk killing hundreds of thousands of people from contaminated water? Uh, Wow. And so as, as a cost-benefit analysis, killing a few people with cancer over a lot of people from waterborne disease is they a good trade-off. You have to decide, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Dr. Mixon's first rule applies to every decision we make, you know. Anything strong enough to help is strong enough to hurt. So there's a downside to everything we do. The downside is, yes, you're, you drink tap water, you're drinking a little bit of cancer-causing stuff, but... That's better than killing thousands or tens of thousands of people every year. There you go. So, All right, Tim, you hear the music. We are going to have to take a break, but but we will be back. One more, so we'll be back in a minute. Yes, stay right there. We'll take one more quick question, and we've got lots of folks waiting on the line. Lou, Rick, Ann, we're going to get to you in just a moment. Stay right there. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be back.
Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call now with your questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine. Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years. But most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country, and I can tell you what Whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question. Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. This is Dr. Jerry Mixon. If you want to stay healthier longer, well, I'm the guy to help you with that goal. If you want to stay out of a nursing home without becoming a burden on your loved ones, Rajiv Nagayich is the one you need. No one can help you plan your future as well as Rajiv. And this is because he's done the original research on the subject and developed a solution no one else has except his patients. Trust me, he's different. He's helped me with my long-term financial planning, and I've helped him with his long-term health plans. You really should check him out. He's still Still does seminars and they're free. Invest an hour with him and walk away with a lifetime of peace of mind. There are three seminars scheduled for September. Register at lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. Register today. It's another tequila sunrise. Staring slowly across the sky. Welcome back. It's Leading Edge Medicine, live in the studio. Hi there, I'm Lynette, along with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Ken Pentland, both in the studio. If you have questions concerning gut health, boy, have we got some answers for you with Dr. Pentland, and I know we do, um, coming up, some of the questions. So we will do that. Uh, Tim, you said you had a, a bunch more questions, but we could probably take one more before we hit the next phone line. Yeah, okay. Actually, uh, first, a quick follow-up on the distilled water. So, uh, as you know, uh, people say, well, uh, it removes the minerals. And my comment, which I don't know if it's true, is that water is not a, uh, a substantial source of minerals to begin with. It comes from food. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Man, you know, in the good old days, of course, it came from your the, the dirt on your vegetables you got out of your garden. Um these days, you know, I take a little mineral supplement just because I, I like to know what I'm getting in my body instead <laughs> of taking it at random from whatever happens to be around. Okay. The other question, um, I, uh, I no longer see immune factor E on your site. And huh. uh, the only thing I see anywhere is, you know, Ed Park's uh, TA65 that uh, he promotes. As a telomerase activator, and tell me about Australagus and what your thoughts are on that these days. Well, Australagus is a a good uh, source of um, of activators uh, for for uh, growth of tissues, and 
you know, it's a, I don't, I'm not quite sure how to, how to put this. It, it, it's almost a tissue normalizer. Um, it, 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 if things are high, it makes them lower. If they're low, it makes them higher, which is really kind of nice. It's kind of like fiber in the gut. It allows you to, to hit a good mid range. I don't know why, um, immune factor E would not be on the site unless somebody dropped it off by mistake because it should be there. Uh, I, I always have it well, in my medicine cabinet. Um, but I'll take a look. Uh, during the next break, I will go to our website and search for it and see if it's there. Yeah, it seems like the kind of thing that there, uh, there's not a lot of good studies on. Is that right? Uh, which thing there's not a good studies on? Well, Australagus or oh. Gene Factor or TAC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. It's, well, the TA sixty five, I think, is is a ripoff. Personally, um, they do indeed uh, increase uh, telomere length a bit with it, so that part is good. But a lot of things increase telomere length. Um, you know, telomeres are shortened every time a cell divides, but then they're lengthened uh, as telomerase comes into play and. Almost everything that makes you healthier increases telomerase production. Omega-3 fatty acids increase telomerase production. Exercise increases telomerase production. Uh, Working muscle increases telomerase production. Uh, Vitamin D increases telomerase production. So TA-65 is designed to increase telomerase production, but you can increase telomerase by any number of healthy lifestyle interventions without spending a hundred and some odd dollars a month on that particular supplement. All right. Is that good for you, Tim? All right. Thank you for your questions. Uh Good questions. This is Leading Edge Medicine. If you'd like to get through to Dr. Mixon or Dr. Ken Pentland, now is the time to call 800-465-8770. Headed to Kenmore now, we have Lou on the line. Good morning, Lou. Good morning. Dr. Mixon, last week you mentioned the VersaPlex wedge uh, for your spreading the spine to uh, yes. relieve pressure. And, uh, oh, the VertiFlex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So my wife's been suffering from uh, extreme sciatic pain. Mm. MRI shows that it's caused by arthritis uh, between her vertebrae. She takes your uh, belief factor and uh, goes to physical therapy, but it's uh, not relieving uh, very much Mm -hmm. the pain and the weakness down her left leg. So... Uh, with uh, arthritis, would you still recommend the, the Vertiflex uh, wedge that you had done? And uh, if so, where would we go to get it? Well, I can't tell you whether it would the Vertiflex would help or not because I don't know where the compression of a sciatic nerve is. Um, sciatic nerve comes out from the lower portion of the of the spine down at the basically L5, S1, S2 sort of branches to it. Uh, I guess even S3, and it usually gets caught at the under the piriformis muscle where it comes out through the sciatic notch, and that's too low for the the vertiflex to get at. Um, the vertiflex is useful in the lower thoracic through lumbar uh, 
spinal processes. So if, if you're getting things in the in the L2, 3, L3, 4, L4, 5, that, that level, then sometimes this is a good thing to kind of pry it open. But if it's, if that sciatic nerve is getting pinched down in the sacrum where there are no processes, uh, the sacrum is just kind of a great big shield shaped bone with holes in it that the nerve, <laughs> nerves come through and there's really nothing to pry open. Um, the only way you would be able to give it more room as it comes out through those openings in the in the sacrum would be to remove some of that bone uh, or to uh, get rid of swelling and compression down where it comes under the piriformis muscle. So step one, you have to have somebody go in and do a really thorough evaluation to see exactly where that nerve is being compressed. Where is it being irritated at? And then you're in a position to decide what you can do to take the pressure off it and, and get better function. Mm-hmm. So, doctor, one of my many aphorisms of life and medicine is first diagnosis, then therapy. If you don't know exactly what you're treating, the, treating, the, chan- the chances of treating it well are very poor. Mm-hmm. And with that particular nerve, I I have doubts that the vertiflex is going to be of much use. So you think the uh, exercise physical therapy that uh, she is going through now is probably uh, the better alternative? Well, maybe. Uh, has she has she had the nerve conduction studies to see where the nerve is getting pinched? That I don't know. She did have the MRI to identify the specific location and cause. Okay. Uh, well, that's but, good. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I'd say... Else seems to be helping. Yeah, see, I'd say both an MRI and a nerve conduction study to try to narrow down where this is getting pinched. You know, sometimes something as simple as uh, a cortisone injection at the, uh, at the sciatic notch will get swelling down enough to take the pressure off the nerve. So, But it all depends on where it's getting pinched and is it something we can reach easy. So, but She's, she's done the, uh, the cortisone already, and uh, that didn't seem to help. Okay. So, uh, so the nerve conduction um, is, would be uh, the, the next test. Yeah, it would be one of the things that I'd be I'd be looking at to see if I could narrow down exactly where the problem is coming from. Yeah, sciatic nerve pain is a real diagnostic issue sometimes because it's going down, you know, out of the out of the uh, sacrum and through the pelvis, and there are some areas in there that it can get pinched uh, that are just hard for us to reach and do much about. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Okay. Good luck with that, Lou. Uh, Take care. Thank Thank you you for your call. Yes. Thank you for calling in. If you have a question for Dr. Mixon or Dr. Pentland, then give us a call 800-465-8770. And we, uh, let's see, Dr. Pentland, I think this next call could be right up your alley. We have Rick calling in from Lake Taps. Hi there, Rick. Welcome. Morning, Rick. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. call. Yeah. How can we help you, sir? Well, what it is, let me tell you the background, my wife's background health-wise. She has what's called complete situs inversus. That's one thing. And wow. um, 
And the other thing is she's had her large intestine removed because she had uh, colitis and it was getting cancerous. So they removed her um, large intestines after years of uh, trying to solve it with infusions, which (laughs) just gave the infusion doctor more money, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yes. So she had, but so that's been working pretty good. But when they did the operation on her, they had to go in a very unusual way because of all the organs that were reversed in her uh, stomach. And uh, so they, they, it took a while. <laughs> Each operation was like eight hours long. <laughs> anyway, she got it done. But now uh, she's in the last, um, oh, I'd say six, eight weeks, and we've been to our regular primary care doctor, no solution there. Mm. Uh, she's been having stomach problems. Uh, not around the stoma or anything, because she has one of those, of course. Um, it's not that, but it's just stomach problems. Uh, stomach hurts. She's also been dizzy, has had headaches uh, for at least six weeks, maybe eight weeks. And uh, we're not sure what to do. So she's just been taking you know, things, and the regular doctor can't figure it out. Except that they did mention, she did mention that sometimes people with um, complete situs and versus have had unusual health problems mm-hmm. that affects other parts of their body. Uh, so I don't know. We don't know okay. what to do. Well, let me explain a little bit about what situs and versus is, okay? Situs inversus totalis, because there's, there's partial situs and versus and there's a totalis, the, the total body. It's basically, this is a person with a very rare genetic disease in which everything is a mirror image. The heart is on the right instead of the left. Everything that is supposed to be on the left is on the right, and everything that's supposed to be on the right is on the left. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. So it's it's inverted. It's switched. It's like she is a mirror of a normal human being. Um, And... It can be a complete, that's the totalis, or you can have just the, the, or just the heart, or just the heart and lungs, or just parts of the abdominal contents, or all of the abdominal contents. And that twisting of things around can end up with some pretty bizarre variations on the normal. And, and, you know, you're right, people with this problem can have some really weird health problems because we never know how complete the complete inversion is. You know, if it's complete 99%, but that 1% involves some blood vessels or some structures or some nerves that are supposed to go one way and they go the other, uh, you know, we, we can get a wide variety of things that are just hard to predict. And then it sounds like, did she have Crohn's disease? What sort of colitis did she have? Uh, no, it wasn't Crohn's. Uh, it was the other kind. I don't know the exact name for ulcerative it. Ulcerative colitis. It affected especially, yeah, yeah, ulcerative. Yeah, that's okay, right. UC. All and, right. Um, yeah, and infected the uh, where the sphincter is, and so they had to. So the doctor basically recommended because it looked like it was going cancerous, the bleeding wouldn't stop, that she had it removed. None of the infusions. She was going on experimental stuff. Nothing was working, and she tried that for years and finally mm. we went to a surgeon who said he had a solution for the disease <laughs> which is to remove the large intestine 
All right. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to have to take a break here, so we'll let the doctors talk. Well, that'll give us a minute to think. And give you just a bit of time to think for... uh, You might expect this is a rare condition. Yeah. It's one that I don't think either of us have ever actually had to treat. Yeah. (laughs) So let's think a bit. Yes. Rick, you stay right there, and we will be back with more Leading Edge Medicine. And, Ray, uh, we'll get to your question as well as Philip in just a few moments. Oh, and Anne, you're next, so stay right there. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770. And tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. And we're back. It's Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Nixon and Dr. Ken Pentland in the studio taking your calls live. And we would love to talk with you, too. Here's our number to get in the queue, 800-465-8770. Right now talking with Rick about stomach issues, and he's stumping the doctors. Yeah, well, and before I go to Rick, though, we had a call a few minutes ago. Somebody was saying, why didn't we still have Immune Factor E on the website? Oh, yes. So I went in the website during the last break. And to lmclinic.com, I did a product search. I just put in immune factor and it popped right up. Oh, so okay. Immune factor E is there. Forty nine twenty five for a bottle of 120 of them. So. Okay, so put it in the little search mechanism at the top of lmclinic.com right. to get the details. Click that might pro- help. Click products and then do mm-hmm. product search. So, um, okay. Your wife is our second rather perplexing call of the day. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, treating people... Life. Yeah. Well, in the first place, the situs inversus, I've never seen a situs inversus totalis. I have in my 50-some years of medicine seen a, a dextrocardia 
uh, and a and a inverted stomach. But I've never seen a totalis which everything was switched. It's one of those things you read about, yeah. but it is so Most rare. Most people don't even believe it. Most doctors say, I don't believe it. And they have to check her heart and they go, yep, that's on the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, a, a totalis is such a rare condition. And then, you know, the, the ulcerative colitis. Indeed, ulcerative colitis has a high incidence of developing into a colon cancer after 20, 30 years. And so, you know, the doctor probably did recognize it appropriately and remove the colon. Um, but now we've got a patient with a total colectomy and this, the headaches, the abdominal pain and so on. You know, Dr. Pentland brought up uh, during our discussion that that sounded like she may well have some gastritis and yeah so with Mm. ulcerative colitis i know as the literature sometimes points to something like a dairy sensitivity or or they say that people that uh have a dairy sensitivity have a higher chance to get ulcerative colitis okay but so if there is that going on then um there is a, a higher chance of something like gastritis and malabsorption of things that you might need to not be dizzy like mm. minerals. <laughs> okay. The other thing that we that you have to think about is that in the process of removing the entire large bowel, the colectomy, uh, there's an awful lot of surgical trauma to the viscera within the abdomen. And so adhesion formation, basically scar tissue binding up and tying things together with scar tissue in the abdomen. Uh, can cause chronic pain, it can cause gastric reflux, it can cause difficulty emptying the stomach. Uh, you, you get an awful lot of scarring and adhesions during the typical colectomy surgery. So, you know, whether she's got a, a further genetic issue that is setting her up for malabsorption or poor absorption of her minerals or gastritis in addition to her ulcerative colitis, or she's got a a scar tissue issue that is basically binding up and tying things together that shouldn't be in there, or some combination of the all of the above, is you know impossible for us to tell here on the radio. <laughs> we, we're pretty limited in our diagnostic so, ability. <laughs> yeah, but we. So when you, you mentioned the dairy, the dairy thing. Should she then reduce or try eliminate dairy for a while? She should do a test. Mm-hmm. We have testing yeah. that we can we can look for sensitivities. Oh, okay. okay, and oh, okay. so s- someone should do a food sensitivity panel on her, and they can check like two hundred different things to to see what she may have sensitivities to. And you know, obviously, adhesive disease is the other possibility, and gastritis, which might require endoscopy to actually look down into the stomach and do a denim to to see if there's inflammation and redness and so on. Um, So what it comes down to is your wife needs a really first-rate gastroenterologist to follow her very closely and do an aggressive workup. And probably a good nutritionist as well. Yes. We We can make educated guesses, but that's all they are is guesses, and you need diagnoses, which is a much higher level of certainty that we can give you on the radio. So it gets down to a gastroenterologist is who she should be going to probably. Right. But consulting with a nutritionist, somebody that can do the the dietary sensitivity testing, because often the gastroenterologists don't pay a lot of attention 
to to food sensitivities. Some do, but most don't. Okay. So, so you may need somebody that will really hone in on the possibility of dietary in, or sensitivities in addition to a gastroenterologist. Okay. Okay. Um, I have another question too. So we will do both those things. By the way, several weeks ago, you helped solve her eye problem, or the other doctor that did about Good. eyes. She had uh-huh. this gland on her eyes in the bottom. We went oh, to yeah. the Mabomian glands. Yes. <laughs> yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, good. Anyways, See? I, have one la- I have one last question, if that's okay. Um, I have an enlarged prostate, um, Dr. Mixon, and you mentioned that several weeks ago that you use a certain type of med medicine uh-huh. that seems to have reduced um, its size for yourself even. And yes. I'm wondering, I can't remember what that was. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm doing a couple of things, really. Um, you know, so let me just give you guys a quick rundown of the statistics. By age 50, about half the men have enlarged prostates. And by 70, 75 to 80% of men have enlarged prostates. And I'm 76, so it would be a shock if I didn't. Um, Tadalafil. A PDE5 inhibitor, it's a drug we originally used for ED, but it turns out that it actually relaxes and improves urination with prostatic enlargement. Uh, it also improves the blood flow to your heart and to your brain and to your muscles and helps to inhibit cancer spread, and it lowers the risk of prostate cancer by 50%. So, <laughs> all good stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so 5 to 10 milligrams a day, depending on what you need. Um, and then the other thing that I that really made a big difference with me medication-wise is rapamycin. Uh, when I went on rapamycin, my, my urine flow increased dramatically. Um, still not where I was at 20, but back to where I was at 50 anyway. Since you mentioned that, when we started using it at the clinic, I've had a patient that said the same thing yeah you know i mean it's it's not a cure-all it didn't take me to 20 but it closer to 50 so i'm happy with that yeah um and then dr pentland actually has a treatment at the clinic using sound wave therapy on the on the prostate Mm -hmm. that uh, we haven't had a lot of patients with it yet but we're getting people getting really good results with uh their prostate function after a, a few treatments of the, with the sound waves. Right. We talked about this a few weeks ago, how the, a patient came in requesting this, and we developed a, a procedure around it, and he had really good results. And so we've been offering that to men, and we've had um, three or four patients come in since then, and we're in the process of treating them now. Wow. Good. Another uh, good, useful thing. And what was the name of that particular? It's uh, Viasure for, for BPH. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, say that again, please. It is fun. So, uh, Viasure, it's a sound wave um, device that helps to um, restore connective tissue activity in the in the prostate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it. And, and that, how do I? Uh, how would I get a hold of you to? Um, um, okay, call the clinic. Your phone <laughs> yeah. Set up an appointment. There yeah, you go. we're offering that to non-patients mm-hmm. as as well as patients. So just call the clinic office and we'll we'll get you scheduled. Yeah, so is that the 
Eight, yep, it? we'll give you that number eight, right six, now. 866-86-YOUNG? Yep, 866-86-YOUNG. We use that for everything because it makes it easy. <laughs> 866-86-YOUNG. And let the receptionist know you're interested what, in buying What are the sure. numbers for YOUNG? YOUNG is 96864. Okay. Yeah, and it works both ways because I've spoken into my phone uh, or into my car, one eight six six eighty six young takes me right it. there. Yes. You got a smart car. I do, I guess, or a smartphone. <laughs> yeah, and that should be available at any of the three clinics. Mm-hmm. They Tacoma, they be able to do that. Yeah. Kirkland, and Linwood. Yeah. Via sure okay. is what you're asking for, and, Rick. Yeah. And that other medicine, rapamycin. Rapamycin, yeah. Get what kind of a what kind of a well, doctor would prescribe that? Just my regular doctor. Not likely. <laughs> they no. may not even know. They <laughs> might go, huh? So. They probably that. say what? Uh, no, it's uh, this is something that is being written by longevity physicians around the country. It's leading edge medicine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, our clinic. Okay. Uh, I, I we're one of the few in the area that do it. Basically, every longevity research guy on the planet, I think, is taking rapamycin themselves. Uh, I was at a at the Buck Clinic, uh, uh, the Buck Institute, uh, in December last year. Uh, we, they brought in some of the top longevity researchers are on the planet and every single one of them was taking rapamycin themselves okay so. wanted to see how it worked yeah yeah it's working good for me there you go hopefully you got some good okay. information there rick all right yeah. take care rick i did and thank you for taking my call Okay, bye-bye. Absolutely. And if you have a question for Dr. Pentland or Dr. Mixon, here is that number to get in line, 800-465-8770. We're going to talk with Ann next, right here. Stay right there. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call now with your questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And stay tuned for more of the show. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. And I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'd give anything to make you mine. And we're back, and we love that song so much I fun. I do enjoy it. Yes. 
This is Leading Edge Medicine. Good morning. A Saturday morning here and hope you're enjoying uh, staying inside today in case it's a little too smoky for you out there and listening to the show. If you have a question about your health or somebody you know, this is the show to call. We would love to talk with you. 800-465-8770. Headed to beautiful Issaquah now. We have Ann on the line. Hi, Ann. Hello, Ann. Hi there. Well, I've got a nice little simple question for you. It's a oh, bless you, my child. <laughs> and and it, all these years since I had um, hip replacements and knee replacements, I've been taking amoxicillin before I go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, my curiosity got the better of me, and I just had to ask you, is this still a thing? I've been doing it for so long <laughs> that I wondered if things have changed. No, they they really haven't. Uh, it's one of those things I've often wondered how effective it really is. But it has kind of been the standard for, God, I don't know, since they started doing hip replacements. You know, the problem that that happened way back in the early days of joint replacement therapies <clears throat> was that once in a while you'd get an infection. And if you get an infection in an artificial joint, there's there's inadequate blood supply because that metal and that porcelain and so on does not have any real blood to it. And so if you get an infection down in that site, you cannot clear it with antibiotics. You end up going in and taking the whole joint out and you know, washing it and, and treating them with IVs and stuff and trying to get it totally sterile again and then put a new artificial joint back in. As you might expect, that's a big whoop to do that nobody wants to have happen. Oh, plus a bit spendy, <laughs> perhaps. Yes. Oh boy, not fun. And no. does not do good things for the the surgeon's uh, uh, record of mm. complications and results either. So, the it, it just became a, a dogma many years ago that okay. Anytime we're going to do anything that sheds bacteria into the bloodstream, such as dental work or other surgeries, these people that have artificial joints of any kind, we're going to protect them with an antibiotic. And so amoxicillin, you know, 50 years ago when they started doing these surgeries, amoxicillin was considered a broad spectrum antibiotic. We got a lot wider spectrum drugs now, but for some reason, amoxicillin just became the thing. And it's what dentists started writing. Um, Whether it's the best drug for this or not, I don't know. But, yeah, as far as I know, they're still doing it. So it's still a thing. It's still a thing. still a thing, Dr. Mixon. (laughs) Does that at least partially answer your question? It could do me any harm. Well, not likely. I mean, amoxicillin is a penicillin, and mammalian cells can't use penicillin. It does it does nothing to to the normal human being, unless you happen to have an allergy. You know, if you get a ha- an allergy and get mast cell degranulation and a giant histamine reaction and go into anaphylaxis and die from penicillin, well, okay, amoxicillin will do the same thing to you. Um, but for those of us that don't have that reaction, amoxicillin is pretty much benign, except, and here is the except, it does kill off a lot of bacteria in your gut. 
And so if yeah. you take if you take amoxicillin, you are increasing the risk that you might end up with a yeast overgrowth at some point. Ah. So women with pendulous breasts, you know, big breasts or a belly that hangs over will sometimes get fungal yeast infections growing on the skin where those skin folds touch each other. Or they'll get a yeast infection in the vagina or, you know, that sort of thing. So yeast infections are your biggest, most common complication. Yeah. If you uh, if you are getting any side effects from the antibiotics, then I'll often recommend to take probiotics alongside it. Just make sure you take it a couple hours after to help with reduce side effects. Yeast and bacteria compete. And so when you take out the bacteria, the yeast will thrive generally. So that's oh. something to watch out for. Okay. All right. Helpful well, for you, Anne. Because I do. Okay. Good job. You're doing all the right things, Anne. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for the call. Bye-bye. Very good. I love it. Is it a thing, doctor? I love yeah, that. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yay. This is Leading Edge Medicine. My name is Lynette here with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Ken Pentland. And we are taking your calls. And we had a lineup. Way to go, everybody. Getting through at the beginning of the show so we can get to everybody's questions. We're going to keep trucking. We are headed to Burien. Philip has a question for you. Good morning. Good morning, Doctor. Good morning. And I want to thank you for taking my call. You're perfectly uh, welcome, sir. How can we help? <laughs> my girlfriend, I'm, I'm a, she's a longevity patient, and uh-huh. I will give you a hint. Her name is Mary. And, <laughs> by the way, she's very pleased. She, she's very pleased with uh, what you guys do over there. Well, but anyway, the, the question I have... <laughs> The question I have is regarding uh, Shingrex, the vaccination for shingles. Uh-huh. Uh, we are both we are both no vaxxers on the COVID deal, which uh, right. you can agree with or disagree with. But anyway, uh, she is against taking the shingles vax, and I want to get your opinion on it. I took it. Um, yeah, the shingles, uh, and let me explain to the people what mm. shingles is and why we have a vaccine for it. Shingles is basically a reoccurrence of chickenpox virus. I mean, we all used to catch chickenpox when we were about two years old. Yes. <laughs> and uh, But chickenpox is an interesting virus. That virus never really leaves your body. Uh, your immune system suppresses it and keeps it from attacking you. But it will often be sequestered, live out in some nerve roots. And it sits quietly there doing no harm as long as your immune system is still adequate to keep it suppressed. Mm. But as people age, our immune system tends to decline. We become less and less able to find and kill bad stuff. And that's why part of why as we age, we get higher and higher risk of all cancers. Because cancers, mutated cells, are something our immune system is supposed to kill. And it does a good job when we're young, so we don't have a high instance. But as we get older and our immune system is going down, cancer risk rises. Well, around 50 or 60, many people's immune system is less able to suppress that chickenpox virus. And so it'll start to grow and it'll flare in that nerve root. And that irritate that nerve root. And so we get a, a rash and a lot of pain right along that entire course of the nerve root. Um, and that pain, once it goes, 
can be permanent. You can hurt the rest of your life, and it's a nerve pain that is just miserable. So Shingrix is a, a, a vaccine which is designed specifically to boost your antibody to that chickenpox virus. Okay. So it's basically it's a takeoff on the chickenpox vaccine that okay. we give kids to prevent the right. shingles to prevent the sh- well to prevent chickenpox. Okay. Oh, right. okay. But by by giving older people a boost of basically the same thing, we raise their antibody levels to chickenpox, and that keeps the virus suppressed. Okay. We don't know really. Uh, most of the time, vaccines don't work as well as as real infections we you know we we've learned that with covid too in fact we all knew it and didn't know why the hell the cdc was lying to us um those of us that have had chicken pox have a lower incidence of getting shingles in old age than people that got the early vaccine okay okay so if my daughter got the vaccine she didn't get chicken pox that means that somewhere around 50 or 60, she probably ought to get a dose of the a second dose of the vaccine to protect her through her old age. And how often do you have to take that vaccine, Dr. Mixon? Once. Oh, it's a one and done. So once you get it, then you're and, good. And it's good that it's one and done because okay. it hurts like hell. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> and you know, it's not just uh, age that can increase your risk for shingles. It's also stress, mm. overwork, nutrient mm. deficiency, anything that will Overweight. cause the immune system to yeah. drop. Okay. Sounds like an important one. My mom always said, get the shingles vaccine because she had shingles. I remember she had to uh, walk around the house with no clothes on and put sheets up on her windows just to deal with the the pain and the itch. And for months, even air moving across that that nerve root. (gasps) Oh, yeah. And that can be a permanent pain. And so to avoid that, (laughs) I don't like pain. So I said, "Okay, I'll take a pain. And it's a one and done. Yeah, I'll take a a, a one. A one-time painful shot rather than risk a lifetime of shingles pain. Yes, yes. So hopefully that is uh, helpful for you in answer making your, your decision, Philip. Answer your question, Philip. Great. Thank you. Uh, All right. Well, just uh, uh, does longevity administer that uh, injection? No. No, we don't. It, but, you know, okay. any drugstore will do it, and Medicare covers it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically okay. it's a free shot, and any pharmacy in the country just about just make an appointment, go and get your shot. And, and Dr. Mixon, you said it was and, painful, and, like one time painful, or does your arm <laughs> hurt for a day or two? Mine stung for about three days. <laughs> okay, I'm asking for you, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what kind of pain yeah. is that? Well, you know what, she's she she's not with me, but she's listening in, and you could have left that out of the conversation. But <laughs> yeah. anyway. I know, but you know what? She, I, I try to be honest. Transparency. <laughs> yes, so, and I'm too inquisitive. I, I got to know. I ask the questions. All right. Thank you, Philip. Her, her, well, just lastly, her mother had shingles, but I understand it's non-genetic. Is that correct? No, it's not. It's again, it's just a matter of your particular immune function balanced against how much of that virus is hiding in a nerve root. And I can't predict who will and won't get it. But it becomes more, the older you are, the more common it becomes. Wow. Really appreciate uh, your taking my call. You guys have a great day. All right. Oh, thank you so much, Philip. Bye-bye. Yeah, my best friend will get it occasionally, like on her face. And they get very concerned when it gets near her eye. And she'll have a flare-up a couple times a year. Why not take the vaccine? Yeah, I'm not sure. Will it go away? I mean, will it help her now, even though she's had some flare-ups? Okay. 
All right, it's not too late. So if you've had it, uh, still get the, the shingles vaccine. vaccine. Go do it. All right, we are going to take a break here in just a moment. We have some more calls, but we also have Dr. Pentland going to tell us about something that it used to be something the celebrities would do and the sports enthusiasts would do. And you're like, wow, I wish I could get that energy. Yeah, uh, we're going to tell you that you can and you can get it at Longevity. We're going to talk about that in just a whole minute. Minute, so stay right there. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be back.